Mark chapter 10. And um, I'm going to talk to you about one of my favorite characters in the Bible. It's a man known as Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus. And uh, I'm going to read to you the account as it is in the word of God. Beginning with verse 46, Mark 10, 46, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out to Jericho with his disciples, a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried out, the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou uh, that I should do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith had made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. When we meet blind Bartimaeus here, we meet him as this poor blind beggar sitting on the side of the road an activity that he probably has done every day of his life. Most likely, he was ignored, perhaps even annoyed a few people that they passed by him, his constant begging, and maybe, maybe, just maybe occasionally he was shown pity. Now, I want to clarify something right from the beginning. Truly, I believe that this is a literal account. This is a literal miracle that was done, that there was a real man, blind Bartimaeus. This isn't figurative in any way, shape, or form. And I I liken the current church world today very similar to blind blind Bartimaeus, because we are living in a world today filled with sin. Demonic forces are having a great day. The sins of our culture are so heinous, the murder of children, sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, the destruction of the family, blasphemy, even inside the so-called church. And the remnant of the church many times sits by the road, primarily powerless, not influencing our culture, blind to the many things that are taking place. And in many ways, the church has been kicked to the side, if you would, of the road to get out of the way for the hectic pace and the immoral pace of our culture. I believe it's time for the church, for the church to cry out as Bartimaeus cried out. I've entitled this message, The Cry of Faith. And as we look into this, I want to take a look and say, I want to take a look at four responses that Bartimaeus gave to those who were around him. 
And we're going to look at the refusal of Bartimaeus in verse 48. We're going to look at the response of Bartimaeus in verse 50. We're going to look at the request of Bartimaeus in verse 51. And we're going to look at the redemption of Bartimaeus. So here in verse 47, Bartimaeus hears of Jesus coming down the road. And when he heard it, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I mean, and we don't want to overlook this because what we see in Bartimaeus is an element of faith, an element of faith that somehow, whether directly or indirectly, he had heard of the man, Jesus Christ, and he had heard of the great miracles that Jesus Christ did. Now, to be a blind person in first century Palestine was not a good deal. Uh, you were usually poor. You were relegated to begging. It was thought, the prevalent thought of the day was that you were blind either because of a sin or a sin of your parents. So you were often disregarded. You were often discriminated. And it raises the question, where does a person that is blind, incapable of working, where can they go? Where is their hope? Well, apparently, Bartimaeus had heard of the hope of Jesus Christ. And when he heard that Jesus was coming by, he made every effort to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I believe Bartimaeus cried out a cry of faith. I believe Bartimaeus realized and recognized in himself, if there was any hope for me, it is going to come through this Jesus. And he issues there in verse 47, the cry of faith, the cry of faith. And look at verse 48, and we see immediately upon the cry of faith, there is a response. There's a response from the world around him. And here we see the first response of Bartimaeus. Look at verse 48. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And the first thing I like here is that Bartimaeus refused. He refused to heed the counsel of the world around him, knowing that Jesus was passing by knowing that they were telling him to hold his peace. That literally is translated that they were rebuking him. They were rebuking him. Be silent. Be silent, you poor beggar. But Bartimaeus, it says, cried even more. As a matter of fact, the word there for Greek in the, in the cry means a shriek. It means a, a strong shout. It's used, uh, it's used as the, 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 the sound that a crow makes. So they told him to lessen, but Bartimaeus took it up. He was not going to be deterred. Likewise, church, what is a, when is a more important time for us as believers to say to ourselves, we are not going to be deterred? Despite what the world would throw against us, despite even what some in the church would throw against us, 
If we issue that cry of faith, if coming here together for prayer, we're coming together to issue that cry of faith, then now is the time. Now is the time for believers to determine we're not going to be deterred. And Bartimaeus refused, and nor was he intimidated by the rebuke of the world. Look at verses 49 and 50. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he, casting away his garment, rose, and he came to Jesus. Man, there's, there's so much good stuff in these verses. I wish we could do a little bit of a deeper exposition. But what we see here is the response of Bartimaeus. After much screaming, our blessed Lord Jesus Christ hears the cries of the poor blind beggar. Let, let that sit in there. The Lord Jesus Christ was stopped in his tracks by the call of a poor blind beggar. I love that. The cry of Bartimaeus was effective, and it stopped the Lord. But notice the response of Bartimaeus here. After they come to him and they tell him, be of good cheer, the Lord has heard you, the Lord is going to do this. Bartimaeus, it says in verse 50, and he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus and I love this because there's such a subtlety in there. The response is, he cast away his garment. So it's referring to the outer garment that they would wear. He cast away his garment. And there's a real subtle insight in here for us to glean because as a blind beggar, probably one of the only things he owned was that outer garment. And he shed that garment. He was willing to let it go, to get to Jesus. And yet at the summons of Jesus, Barnabas gets up, he goes, and he leaves everything behind. Church, we need to ask ourselves, what are the things that hold us back in Christ that we are clinging to of this world that keep us from God's best can we say like the Apostle Paul in Galatians 2.20, that I have been crucified with Christ? Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We come to pray. And I know that for all of you, like me, this isn't the only time that you're praying. We come to pray, but when we pray, we must believe. And we must have faith in God's plan and faith in God's purpose and faith in the person of God and not allow unbelief to pollute our spiritual life. We must be bold in the face of rebuke, fearless in the face of ridicule, and courageous in the face of unbelief. E.M. Bounce puts it really nicely. He says, fear not, O tempted and tried believer. Jesus will come 
If patience is exercise and faith holds fast, his delay will serve to make his coming more richly blessed. Pray on, wait on. You cannot fail. If Christ delays, wait for him. In his own good time, he will come and will not tarry. Oh, church, this is what we need. We need to be like blind Bartimaeus, that if our prayers stop the Lord in his tracks and the Lord bids us to come, to come and let everything else of the world go. Look at verse 51. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What will thou that I do unto thee? And the blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. We can learn something here again from Bartimaeus. The world, even the church, is attempting to silence the cry of believers. Is it not? We gather here daily to pray for a revival and awakening, and we see a world out there that's, that's completely out of control, trying to silence the church and render us dead with each passing day. Listen, in my the next county over from where I live, Brevard County, Florida, has now, the school board has now considering a resolution to ban the Bible in the Brevard County schools. This is not someplace far. This is 20 miles down the road from me. The school is considering a motion to ban the Bible. We must be like Bartimaeus. We must cry out to Jesus, cry out to the Lord. We must lift our voices in one accord to the one true God, that God would make us effective and profitable for every good work. Psalm 34, 17, one of my favorite Psalms. The righteous cry, they cry, they shriek, they shout, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them from all their troubles. Bartimaeus asked for that which was temporal. He asked for his sight, and Jesus gives him that which is eternal, a new life. Look at verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Bartimaeus is granted his sight, but he's given so much more. Jesus tells him, go thy way, thy faith had made thee well. He was ineffective as a blind beggar, but now he becomes effective as a seeing believer of Jesus Christ. It's a very interesting word. The Greek word there for well or whole is sozo, and it means, it, it actually carries two meanings. The first meaning means to deliver from danger, and it is used primarily when it's speaking about salvation. You'll see that word used in your Bible where it mentions saved or salvation. There's another context too there, which also means that you're also made whole. Whole implies healing so that it is healing. But notice what happens here. Bartimaeus receives his sight, but Bartimaeus is made well. He is made saved. Therefore, the, the, the usage of the word here in the New Testament is holistic in nature because it's holistic in the sense that he was made well, he received his sight, but that Bartimaeus was saved, that he was given 
spiritual faith. And the question is, how do we arrive at such a conclusion? Well, look at the last sentence in verse 52. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And notice this last sentence. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. He became a follower of Jesus Christ. Bartimaeus is a great example of importunate, persistent prayer that resulted in a great work of faith. And just think for a moment, what would have happened if Bartimaeus would have listened to those people who were rebuking him? He would have never have had his healing. Perhaps he would have never have come to faith in Jesus Christ. Likewise, church, we need to be people of God who cried to God like Bartimaeus cried to Jesus, who issued that cry, that shriek. And as the noise around us gets louder and louder, we, like Bartimaeus, need to rise up and get louder and louder. We should will not give in to the world and those in the church who discount the word of God through prayer. Listen, we need to keep on praying daily for revival. We need to keep on doing this. We're in day 800 and something, but we need to continue to do it. We must continue to invest and maintain a healthy and a vibrant daily prayer life. We must cry to the Lord in faith for the church, for the gospel's advancement, and for Holy Ghost power. And we not we need not allow anything of this world to hinder or blind us or prevent us from pressing into Christ. And most important, we need to love the Lord Jesus Christ more than anyone or more than anything. And purpose that through the Holy Spirit, that we would be people that are beseeching God. God for power. Church, never forget, we don't do these things in our flesh, but we do these things in the power of the person of the Holy Spirit. It's time. We need that Holy Ghost power. We need to pray, and we need to continue to press on and believe God that he is going to provide this waking, awakening. Praise God. Amen.